Super Talk Mississippi media production. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. I really enjoyed my conversation with Ashley Edwards. He, he you know, like so many leaders in the business community, has his fingers on the pulse, and uh, he's super articulate and super smart. So if you missed that, you can go to the Super Talk Mississippi Facebook page or the Super Talk Gulf Coast Facebook page or your favorite podcast. Um, great conversation. Hey, I've always believed that attention to detail make a difference. Uh, it makes a difference over the long haul. So people who t- tend to the details today, you get a payback as, as time goes on. And one of the things I've always often said is that if you skip steps or you take shortcuts, you'll eventually have to pay the piper. It's the little things that we do in the short term that create this ripple effect that ultimately affects other people. It's the accumulation of those little things that ultimately become the big things. And uh, they, they affect our lives and they affect the people who are around us. My next guest today knows this really well. His focus on doing the right thing recently saved a family on the seafood, on the uh, C, CB base. Um, th- th- that focus on that heroic action, though, ultimately revealed in him his true character a man who's focused on making contributions that ultimately have a big impact on others. So it's with, uh, without any further ado, let me invite our friend, uh, legalman first class, James Cameron to the conversation. How you doing, James? I'm doing well. Thank you. It's good to, good to see you. So we're going to talk about what happened on the CB base recently, but before we do, first of all, what is legalman first class? What is that? Uh, first off, uh, legalman is a paralegal, so I work with the statute advocates. Uh, first class means I'm of the rank uh, E6. Okay, well that's cool. That's 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 neat. So you stay busy, don't you? Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you from? Uh, I'm from uh, West Virginia, right? Uh, I guess Harpers Ferry area. Wow, that's a beautiful place, isn't it? Absolutely, I miss home a lot. Yeah, yeah tell me about it. Uh, so I grew up in the mountains, uh, the Blue Ridge Mountains, uh, right off the Appalachian Trail. Uh, we frequented uh, Harpers Ferry a lot. That's just it's actually my wife and I's first date. So, and my daughter's named Harper from Harpers Ferry, our first date. So it's a lot of uh, roots from West Virginia. And then we were uh, an easy drive from Baltimore, D.C. So we got to spend a lot of time there, too. The biggest thing is the wild, wonderful, beautiful mountains there. <laughs> Man, I know. I love that place. Um, you know, early... Early in my family, well, my dad used to take us to the Smoky Mountains every year, and we would always, you know, t- take uh, rides up the Appalachian Trail and the Blue Ridge Parkway and kind of take it all in. And uh, man, you, you just live. I mean, you're from a, a beautiful place, but you're 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 living in a beautiful place these days too. How long have you been in coastal Mississippi? Uh, we arrived here. My, it's my family and myself, uh, August 2017. 2000. Okay, so how how's it going for you guys? Uh, we've enjoyed our time here. Prior to coming down here, we had no idea there was a Navy installation down here. Um, so when we were assigned our orders to come down here, we we were a little worried because we didn't have any idea what it was going to be like. But the uh, culture down here and that Southern hospitality and the open arms, I mean, you find yourself making trips to the store a lot longer uh, just because everyone wants to talk to you and thank you for your service. So it's uh, the hospitality and the love down here is awesome. Yeah, I've often I've done a lot of shows about the Naval Construction Battalion unit here. We know it as the CB base in Gulfport. It has a footprint actually across all of coastal Mississippi. But 
uh, they you have uh, you have men and women deployed all around the world, and uh, it, you play such a vital role in what's happening um, in the military in so many different ways. And in fact, you're, you're, you even have humanitarian efforts that go on in countries around the world. It's just incredible what the CB CBs do. Um, when you think about about the people here at this base and how the impact they make around the world, what do you think about? I think about devotion. Uh, the CBs, uh, being a fleet sailor, uh, which means I'm uh, more likely to be on a ship out to sea, uh, coming down and experiencing a whole new side of the Navy, the devotion and their dedication down here to the mission of uh, improving around the world, is it's, it's remarkable. Well, it's actually the work that, uh, or the training that you did on ships and uh, how to really kind of take the situation at hand and deal with it. Um, that really helped you recently. You, you heard a smoke alarm go across, go off in your neighborhood. You, you walked outside, you, you saw uh, smoke coming out of your neighbor's house across the street. Tell me what happened next. So uh, my wife actually heard the alarm and notified me. And then we both went to the front door, opened the door, and we saw the neighbors uh, smoke coming out of their house. They had just opened their door. So immediately we... Uh, responded with action. <clears throat> we ran over there, got him out of the house, and uh, I saw that there where the fire was coming from. So I ran back home and grabbed my CO2 bottle because I knew that water wasn't going to be something to use on a grease fire. I could just tell what it was. And uh, <clears throat> got back over there, uh, put the fire out, and then uh, de-smoked the house. I have a, a blower we used when it gets so hot in the summers down here. It keeps our uh, garage cool, so it was a perfect or just getting the smoke out of the house so they can get back in there. So tell me about how your training just told you what you what needed to happen in the moment. Well, my very first ship was a frigate, and uh, I was uh, E3, so I was lower on the totem pole, didn't have a rating, and I got to learn some basics. But when, after I was assigned a rating and had more responsibility, I got to the bigger deck ship. I was on a carrier, and uh, I became part of a uh, repair locker, and I saw that there was a team that led all the repair lockers and your repair lockers on a ship are the ones that are divided up in this different groups to, and their responsibility is for the different parts of the ship. That way, if something happens, you have, you're not all in one area, you're broken up to where you can combat multiple casualties. Uh, so I volunteered and, uh, just hard charged with, uh, the damage control training team. And then I became, a after a couple certifications, I became one of the decade leads and, I got to train other sailors on how to respond to the different casualties, which involve ruptures, fires. I mean, anything you could think of having to a ship when you're out to sea, you have to be ready and prepared for. So that foundation is what kind of stuck in my mindset that gave me the action to respond to what was happening because, you know, once it becomes a reflex, it's a lot easier to make the right call in that instance. It is amazing how training prepares you for, for whatever. Uh, you know, it's that repetitive aspect of it. And, uh, you know, I didn't think about it until I read about you. I didn't think about how the, the need to take action immediately on a ship can be really the difference between life and death. I mean, you don't have the ability to dial 911. You are 911. And uh, did you ever face any issues like that when you were on a, on a ship or just ba basically had the training in case of that? Um, I've had a couple instances out to sea on deployment. Uh, where there were casualties that went away or went over the one MC, which is the uh, loudspeaker. And um, <clears throat> excuse me. That's okay. No, no problem. 
that's that's the beauty of radio, man. You 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 get to see uh, <laughs> things like that. So go ahead. Oh uh, yes, sir. So we had a couple uh, calls or catches that came over the one MC, uh, which one loss of steering, which you have to run to the aft part of the ship, and then you have to manually steer the ship from the uh, tail and smoke, fire, stuff like that. So those things do happen out to sea, but with the quick response, they don't become a major casualty. They become something that happens, and then you do training on how to prevent or you have to fix the casualty, et cetera. So we're, get, we're getting closer to the end of the segment. We'll start this part of the conversation, but I don't want to short shrift it. So we'll start it, and we'll finish it on the other end. But one of the things that, um, as, as, as people started sort of diving into you, one of the things that they noted about you is that you often – have a sort of selfless approach to your work. Um, one example would be when, you know, during the holidays, you're, you're one of the first to volunteer to work, you know, the, the duties where, where members of, the, of, of your team can go enjoy time with their family. One of the reasons you're on the base and you just feel like this is something that you can do. But what's going through your head to be the kind of person that, that believes in doing what you can do to make sure your teammates can go spend time with their families? Personally, it's just one of those natural, I guess, that was instilled to me growing up. I had a, a great family, a uh, very strong support factor growing up. And, you know, I, we, we live on base for the security, that sense of, you know, we're here. We're so close to everything we have to or we're involved in. And when I see there are people that live off base, especially during the holidays, it's easier for me because instead of having to stay away from my family, you know, I can respond just as quick and I have my own bed to go home to. So I'm not yeah. giving up any time with the family and I can still, you know, maintain and help with the mission. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's an, it's, a, you know, it has a lot to do with the values that are instilled in you. You know, uh, that might be a sense of, of, uh, you know, the West Virginia values that you came from, or maybe it's your family, but whatever it is, um, it really is appreciated by the people who work around you. I'm, we're having a conversation with legalman first class James Cameron, and he uh, he actually works as a paralegal at uh, the CV base. When we come back after the break, I want to talk a little bit more about you know what drives him, you know what's his motivations, you know what have, what have been some of his assignments since he's been in the CBs, and um, you know you know what's next for him. But it's been it's been a terrific visit. We'll be back with James Cameron right after this uh, break. Coast View on Super Talk 103.1 is brought to you by J. Allen Toyota on I-10 Exit 38 Gulfport. See all the incredible inventory at allentoyota.com. And remember, when you think Toyota, think J. Allen Toyota. Talking to the people that help make the coast such a unique place to live. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. We have Legalman First Class James Cameron with us today. And we talked about um, uh, something he recently did. A neighbor's house was on fire. It was a grease fire. And uh, I think, you know, I heard you when you told the story. Your wife heard the, the alarm go off. She alerted you. And the two of you ran over together and, uh, the, you know, the, the rest is kind of history. You got the, the people out, you were able to put the fire out that led to a lot of recognition. And then people sort of diving a little bit deeper into James Cameron 
to see that, that you're a good guy, that you always are the one to volunteer to, to help your fellow man, et cetera. But it sounds like actually in that story that you and your wife are a great team. Yes, sir. Yeah, uh, that's, that's cool. Great team. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I was so, definitely a great team. Yeah. So uh, where do you go from here? You know, how, how do you, you know, you're a legal man now, which is in paralegal, but you have goals to do other things. Tell me about that. Uh, yes, sir. So my goal is uh, I'm trying to become a medical officer within the Navy and uh, the nurse corps, um, apply to a program called MESIP, which is medical enlisted commissioning program. Um, ever since I was a child, uh, I've been just interested in the medical side of things, helping people, whether it's, uh, you know, emergent care, emergent care, or, uh, just, you know, bedside manner, et cetera. But, uh, I was a child and I was in a pretty serious accident, uh, involving sled riding and, uh, just the response I got from the nurses and the doctors at the uh, hospital just kind of started that want to, um, persevere in that aspect of, uh, my career. And while I'm taking a long route to get there, um, you know, I've always maintained my certifications for CPA or CPR and then uh, basic life-saving, et cetera. And then I put that to use in the Navy and became part of the uh, medical training team on the ships and uh, just did my part to make sure that if uh, somebody did get hurt, uh, we could all respond and take care of each other. So it's interesting you shared that. I, I was actually a paramedic at one time in my life. I went to the University of Alabama in Birmingham right when I got out of high school, became a paramedic, worked as a paramedic for a while, and then part-time while I was in pre-med, I, my goal was to be an emergency room physician. And uh, I learned during that process at some point that it, that it wasn't for me. Um, my personality just wouldn't have made a good doctor because you have to take a leaf of faith and all that is involved in that. But I, I changed my major to business and the rest is history. But but the, the, the certifications that I got, for example, what you just mentioned, CPR, man, I have been in situations many times throughout my life where I've had to you know, step in and be involved in a CPR situation where, uh, you know, I'm thankful that I had the training. That is for sure. Um, so, you know, if you, as you look forward, Oh, I was going to ask you, what about, you said you were in a sled accident. Tell me about that. Uh, I think it was 1996. We had a bad ice storm in West Virginia and my brother and I had this awesome idea to make a, a ramp, which, uh, with ice, we went a lot faster and, uh, we gained some velocity and went airborne. And uh, my pa- my father was a contractor, and he built a, a swing set, and it was six by six uh, foundations uh, supports. And uh, I pushed him out of the way, and I ended up going chest first into it, and that's when I had to go to the emergency room because we had we had we were going pretty quick. What kind of damage did it do to you? Uh, it it bruised my chest. I had a big rectangle uh, uh, bruise on my chest, and I had to go and just get my uh, heart monitored for a few months just because they were worried about. To how fast we were going and the impact because it was a yeah six by six pole well it sounds like you've got a, a great goal for yourself well i was curious too what what other deployments have you done um i've done uh three uh deployments with the first ship i was on uh, i went up to the arctic and then uh we did some mio which is some maritime interdiction operations uh in the gulf of mexico and the pacific Wow, that's interesting. The Arctic. Uh, we we've got an Arctic blast coming down this this uh, this week. Uh, make it maybe it'll make you feel at home. Uh, I, I think it's originally was supposed to come all the way down, but it's not going to be quite as cold as they first expected. But still, still significant. So you 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 as we as we sort of kind of wind down a little bit. You you mentioned coastal Mississippi is a very welcoming place, and in that regard, it's probably very similar to West Virginia, isn't it? Yes. Yes, it is. That's why it was easy to 
make this feel like home. (laughs) (laughs) I I love that part. And I talk about it all the time. You can see why so many people who come here, whether it be through Keesler, the CB base, or maybe it's the national guards, whatever brings them here that oftentimes people retire here. I mean, they just, they fall in love with it, but it sounds like home is something that's pulling on you that you'll eventually get back home. Is that, is that what I'm hearing? Oh, my wife and I have talked about it, but we think that with the lifestyle we live, that home is wherever we are. So that's what makes it yeah. more, that's what easier to adjust is we can make that our home. Well, what a great answer. What a great answer. And of course, when you're in the military, you better think that way because you, you uh, don't always get to control your destiny as it, re- as it relates to where you're going to end up. But you do such important work. Um, I, you know, I can't overstate that. But hey, let me be let me just say thank you so much for your leadership there on the base for your act of uh, heroism recently with the family across the street. It makes a big difference. You're a great example to people. And you can see why at the beginning of the show, I talked about the little things, the little things, you know, the things that we do now can make a big difference in the future, can't they? Absolutely, yes, sir. And uh, you're making a big, big uh, difference in the people around you. So I, I really appreciate you spending some time with me this morning. This has been Legalman First Class James Cameron from the CB Base. And uh, I hope you have a great day today, buddy. Thank you. Okay. Uh, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you tomorrow. Broadcasting safe and sound from the coastal Mississippi studios, this is Coast View View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk 103.1. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.